0: Today on Animated Classified, we talk about Louisiana Comic Con, Lafayette. And you guessed it, Lafayette, Louisiana. We're going to give you a good, bad, and ugly list I'm your host, Rizwan. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CMD underscore Drake, and I'm joined by...
1: Hi, I'm Lexi. I'm the merchandise manager for Anime Secrets, and you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr as EvieLynn. And that's spelled E-E-V-Y-L-Y-N-N.
0: Yeah. Check her out, 'cause she has some really cool stuff. Um. Anyway, so like what we're like I just said, we're gonna talk about losing a comic con Lafayette today, and there's some there's a lot of good and bad in this con that I kind of want to go over, and I felt it's easier to kind of talk it out instead of writing a report, given the nature of this convention, I guess, 'cause there's <laughs> there's just so many things that could have been handled differently. But at the same time, I'm not going to say it's a terrible convention.
1: It just needs a little bit of work. It yeah. was It was their first time, and they weren't quite prepared for the size of the crowd that showed up. Because their their tickets were, you know, really <clears throat> good, like, uh, good priced. And so a lot of first-timers ended up going just to check it out and see what convention life is like, and... Yeah, the space was not big enough to have that many people. It was not organized enough to have that many people.
0: Yeah, so. there's a definite there's a definite amount of things that could have been that could have been done to make this a lot easier for the convention. Um, first of all, the venue, like Lexi was saying, there are some severe venues that I found. Um, when they first started advertising this convention in the area, um, just some heads up. We're both from Lafayette, so for us, it's a home con. And when they mentioned that it'll be at the Cajun Dome Center, my first reaction was, oh cool, we're going to the massive dome to have a convention, that sounds like fun. And just to give you like a little um, comparison, it's not as big as the Superdome in New Orleans, but it's fairly big enough for like events of that kind of magnitude.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's quite commonly used for big conventions, like uh, business conventions that come in. We constantly have car shows and stuff. And so, yeah, most of us, whenever we heard Cajun Dome, we're like, okay, there's going to be enough room in the Cajun Dome. It's, you know, it's not too big, but it's not, you know, small. So it'll be perfect. And uh, no, it was one of the little, it was in the convention center next to it. Which is significantly smaller?
0: Yeah. And, um, <laughs> it was really awkward, uh, trying to navigate in the beginning the event room. Because the, the convention center is split on two floors. Uh, the first floor was a basic big ballroom thing where they just threw in all the vendors and Artist Alley and, uh, the guests that have, like, their tables for signings and meeting the people and all that.
1: Yeah, and the the industry guests, they had along one side and then along the other side and in the middle. It didn't really seem like there was, you know, a split between the vendors and the artist alley. It seemed like they basically had a first-come, 1st first serve with all the tables for both vendors and artist alley, which I didn't really like.
0: Yeah, and on top of it, I think it was the same fun. is true for, like, fan groups as well.
1: Yeah, they, sh- they should have a little bit more of an obvious split so that you know if you want a fan made thing then you go to the artist alley. If you want, you know, a a more industry, you know, created thing, like you know comic book. license stuff, comic books, the Funko Pop, because there were so many booths that sold those. Um, you know, book sacks, wallets, Richards. all those things. Exactly. You have that section. And then some conventions, you know, they also have an area for the different fan groups. And they all all of the tables were just meshed together and it just didn't seem very cohesive and everyone was just, you know, running around like chickens with their heads cut off trying to, you know, see everything all at once.
0: Yeah, which made things really awkward and difficult when I have a friend at the local anime club table trying to tell me to go find them to hang out for a bit. And I have to go through the entire place, trying to figure out. All right, where is the fan groups at? Wait, where am I right now? What is this thing? Oh, that's cool. But wait, what? What? <laughs> I was so confused.
1: Yeah, and the maps that they gave it didn't really help at all.
0: Yeah, actually, to be quite honest, I didn't realize that the second floor was in use until. Until the halfway? second. Until halfway through the first day,
1: I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I I realized it, but I didn't really, you know, have any reason to go up there, so I didn't say anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, um. Yeah. Good.
1: Also, for the panel rooms, I was I was talking to uh, an inside source, and yeah, they were very. It, it was a a worker for the convention center, and they were annoyed as well. About, you know, the whole disorganized deal of everything. And how they didn't have an overflow room for any of the panel rooms upstairs. Because it was so packed whenever we were doing the cosplay contest.
0: Oh like, my god.
1: You couldn't really enter or exit. Because there was a huge crowd of people.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: I can go on about that cosplay contest forever actually <laughs> actually
0: let's talk about that cosplay contest real quick
1: okay let's talk about it <laughs> um <laughs>
0: so for those you that may have been to other conventions when you go to a cosplay contest if you've been to one in the past there's certain things you kind of come to expect from at least from the anime co- uh, cosplay contest i don't know how sci-fi cons do this much because i I've only been to been like one or two of theirs I can't give you like a really good uh, metric to send them by.
1: Okay. I've I've been to the uh the New Orleans Comic Con. Yeah. And so they do they did the uh the contest relatively similar and from what I've seen from watching uh
0: Here's a Cosplay.
1: Yeah. I couldn't think of the name of it. Here's <laughs> a Cosplay. It looks like they have basically the same setup where you know each cosplayer goes on stage, has their little moment to pose and stuff, and then walks off stage. And the whole time, the judges are there. And even if they meet with the cosplayers beforehand, everyone's still required to go on stage. And the judges still watch them. They look for stage presence and everything. Mm -hmm. And there was none of that.
0: Absolutely none. Um, The
1: the judges didn't show up until about three four minutes
0: in yeah by which point the children's portion was already for the most part done
1: well it was it was like halfway done it would have been done if it weren't for the fact that someone uh cut off the lights and then cut, put them back on and then cut them off again a couple more times that was <laughs> while funny. those poor kids was- were standing on stage i felt so bad for them yeah it was just standing there like what do I do and then whenever they got off the stage there was this huge crowd of people and anyone could have taken those kids yeah like that was that was the thing that frightened me the most about the whole little kids part of it the kids were just told to walk across the stage and then there was a group of people blocking the door and anyone could have just grabbed one of the kids and ran out the door and who would have stopped them
0: Exactly. Um, the bigger thing that I found kinda irritating was the cosplay contest wasn't like a walk on per se, it was like a parade.
1: Yeah, they literally so, called it a parade.
0: Like they would ha- instead of like having one kid get on stage, do their little photo suit, pose on up there and then walk off. It was like a con it was a constant line of people kids just walking. walking. Or running, or something. I mean,
1: and you can tell that there were some that, you know, worked with their parents on how to pose and do the whole the whole contest thing. And they try and do it, but, you know, the other kids are coming up behind them, so they're getting pushed along. And some of the kids just ran across. And the worst part is whenever it came to the adult cosplays, it was the same thing, except worse. Yeah. Like, I was concerned that some people's props were about to break because people just ran by. As the person was trying to get on stage with their complicated, probably very you know, complex, expensive uh, props, yeah, And almost breaking them.
0: And on top of that, like, and this comes from like a personal thing for me. There was a kid who was a really badass minotaur for the co- uh, contest, and he was in a wheelchair. Oh,
1: cool. Yeah, and did attempt to put the wheelchair up top onto the stage. Like, I've seen, you know, little hometown contests before, and they pick up the wheelchair, they put it on the stage, and then they have people on the other side to help them come down as well. They didn't even try and bring the wheelchair to them on the other side of the stage, beyond the fact that they made them walk across.
0: Yeah, the kid had to walk across, when, in actuality, he shouldn't have had to, because he could... I felt bad, because his mom had to actually help him, like, walk across the stage, and... That kid was God. struggling. He was such a trooper. I really want to take I know. a second. I want to take a second and like, give him an applause for like what he did, because that was courageous and amazing. Because mm. I don't know many kids who, with that kind of difficulty, would even attempt it. They'd probably be too scared to get on stage to begin with.
1: Yeah, and the poor kid. His legs were shaking the whole time. and Yeah. yeah. And one of... Uh, <clears throat> one of the people with Anime Secrets had to go and grab the wheelchair and bring it to them on the other side of the stage so that whenever they got down, they had the wheelchair. Yeah. Because the co- the, the, the uh, convention people were just all standing there staring. I mean, there was a guy that was standing right next to the wheelchair, and he didn't even attempt to...
0: Yeah, he didn't even attempt to, like, do anything. He just kind of stood there and watched, which... It's part of my problem with staff is that they didn't, they weren't really proactive with anything.
1: Yeah, they just stood there and waited. Like, you know, everything's going to just get handed to them. And then the MC that they had (laughs) was horrible. Oh my goodness. He was very insulting. He'd asked little kids, you know, questions about why did you cosplay this character because I like them. Well, why do you like them? You weren't even born whenever they came out.
0: Oh, that that kind of grinded my gears quite a bit.
1: Oh, my goodness. And it was other questions like that. Actually, Very similar. That's the MC was ever.
0: not that great to begin with.
1: No, he wasn't. He was not funny. He no. was rude. He'd ask them questions and then cut them off.
0: Yeah. Like, he, I don't want to judge him too much because I don't know him, but... I must say, he he carried himself as being very pompous and, oh look at me, I'm the MC for the show, so therefore I could do all these cool things without really understanding the etiquette that the convincing community at large has when they're, in, when, they're in, when the MC
1: position. Yeah, like he mm. had he didn't seem to have any respect for anyone, not not just the cosplay. Not just the cosplayers, either. Like, the people in the crowd, too.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, that uh, MC was really rude. Like, even the following day, at on Sunday, he was quite rude with, you know, people trying to get stuff done for the convention. And, and also, um, with me personally, I was setting up the video recording for a Vernon Wills panel, and he got really haughty and kind of rude about the fact that I was setting up video equipment... In the aisle and wanted me to move the video cu- uh, equipment to in front of my seat which is not as good of a vantage point in my opinion for taking video it just doesn't work as well but uh yeah I don't like the NC guy at all um, <laughs> other things that happened on Saturday though I mean When when we talk about disorganization, there's also, when we first got to the con, they had no idea what a press pass was. Yeah,
1: there was a lot of walking back and forth for that, and several people talking on their walkie-talkies, and then just standing there, doing nothing.
0: Yeah. There are three doors that lead into the convention center proper. And we go to the first door, the guy's like, Okay, well your pass isn't gonna be here, go to the next door. Alright, next door. Sorry your pass is not here, go to the next door. Alright, next door. Hey, where's the last door? Where's my pass? And all they can say is, um, well let me walkie talkie the uh guys in Sarge of all this to find out where your pass Because we don't actually know oh, what that even means. The first
1: guy the first, ugh, the first door that we went to For me, I had a two-day pass, not a press pass. And so they said, okay, the two-day passes are over there. And he had a walkie-talkie. And so he said that either the second or the third door should have the press passes. And so we went and do mine. And then we talked to them and said that, you know, the guy had said that yours was over there, too. And she's like, oh, no. No, it's not. Hold on. I don't have a walkie-talkie. And the guy that had the walkie-talkie walked away. Um give me a little bit. We waited for a little bit, and then eventually she went, found someone with a walkie-talkie, I guess, and then came back and said, okay, they're going to be here with an answer in a bit. And we were standing there, I think, for 20, 30 minutes?
0: About before, 20 minutes. Yeah. And we, we weren't the only ones looking out. for a press pass either.
1: Yeah, there was another, uh, another lady with press that was there waiting for answers as well.
0: Yeah, and she was getting kind of irritated, I think, would be lack of response as was I because first of all you, you we applied for a press pass to come help your convincing give you publicity and you know do all the cool coverage that we like to do because we're nerds and we like this kind of stuff
1: yeah and then you'd leave us just standing there
0: yeah I mean I didn't want to make a huge thing out of it until later on when we actually got my press pass so the solution to the entire words my pass at there's oh, you a put them
1: all the way over there to the box office.
0: Yeah. And so you so... had to
1: leave the building and walk to the Cajun Dome where, you know, the huge lines were at and go to one of those booths.
0: Which, by the way, that line in general was ginormous. I really want to say there's at least a thousand or two thousand people. When we drove up originally.
1: Probably so. It was almost to the road.
0: Yeah. So, that was a huge line. Luckily, we found a way to just not worry about a line and get to the box office and get our press pass. Except, the press pass I was given wasn't actually my press pass. Yeah, they
1: tried giving us press passes to the Daily Advertiser.
0: Which is a local newspaper for Lafayette.
1: It's like, no, we're not going to have press passes with their name on it. What if they decide to sue us or something?
0: Yeah. So Um, they end up... They tell me that they already (laughs) gave the anime secret passes out to somebody else.
1: Because they didn't think to, you know, check the names on the press passes, even though they have a list of all the companies that applied for them.
0: Yeah, and I had to sign off for for the thing.
1: Yeah, that was real great, guys.
0: Yeah, that was quite possibly the most frustrating part of my experience at the convention was dealing with the fact that they gave out the passes haphazardly to other journalists that did not need to have our name on them. Luckily, I tracked down one. I was like, hey, can you return that and get your own name, please? Yeah,
1: because we don't want, you know... It's kind of a risk to the brand name. Definitely. <sighs> That's yeah, that kind of bugged me.
0: Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. And yeah, by a little bit, I mean a
1: lot. Yeah. But yeah, as as a whole, it was just very unorganized and, as I said, my, uh, my inside source to the convention center, he said that on his end, it Seemed very unorganized as well. Yeah. And they. Well, the thing is, they're trying to have multiple conventions in three states with multiple cities. So I think like seven conventions. And I think this is maybe their second year being around.
0: First year. So
1: they're first really. Year. It was definitely first, the first year. year. Here. First year here. They no, didn't no,
0: no. have. Anywhere. Anywhere? anywhere
1: because I thought they had one at uh, Shreveport last year or was it this year too that was all this year oh okay well even worse (laughs) (laughs) they had you're a year old (laughs)
0: they had Mississippi Comic-Con they had Bowser City Comic-Con they had Lafayette Comic-Con and next year they're having these three conventions plus I think the owner told me three more maybe two more but either way, five to six more conventions. The,
1: what was that about the Shreveport one, then?
0: Bowser City and Shreveport are the same thing in my brain.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I mean, there could be a Shreveport one, too, for all I know, but I'm pretty certain I don't it was... know.
1: Probably the same one, then. <laughs> I, know
0: <there's> a, <laughs> I know they uh, did Bowser City Comic-Con, though. Yeah. With, um, talking to people who had been to that one for, at the convention that we went to, apparently, that was also chaotic with, um... They had a very small venue, smaller than what we had, so they had a, a line, constant line, where if you walk into the con, you couldn't leave until you were ready to leave without giving up your spot to be in the building, because they had a line that had to go in because fire codes and all that. So it was like a constant line of like, alright, you're leaving, here, t- here, take that pass and go in, kind of stuff.
1: That's bad.
0: Thankfully, we don't have that over here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. In general, the convention is way too young for how big they're trying to be. Because they're not ready to handle it at all. They're barely able to... Sorry. They barely (laughs) seem to be able to handle one convention, much less multiple ones. So I think if they focused on just one convention and building that one up and then slowly adding others, they'd be much better placed. But I think they're stretching themselves way too thin for being, for just beginning.
0: Yeah. And on top of that, also, the thought process they had for panels didn't extend out as well as, as it did of um, Sunday morning. I want to go to this, uh, to this panel on Woodvern and Wells because I'm a huge Power Rangers Time Force fan. And he's Rancic from Power Rangers and Time Force. And I get to the convention at 10.30. Uh, the staff sees me trying to get in. And apparently the doors don't open until 11. The panel begins at 11, by the way. So I think the convention opened at 10. So I drive on over at 10.30. And the staff's like, oh, hey, you're, you have a different looking pass than what the other guys have. You can come on in because I think you're with us. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> I guess I'll do this <laughs> <laughs> so I go up to the panel room because I figure well I'm inside there's nothing really I want to do because I have a half an hour to kill I'll just go up set up the camera um watch some videos on my iPad until the thing begins well 1055 I look up for my iPad I look around and there's nobody in the room at all not even like staff so I'm like, All right, okay, there's still five minutes that they can pull a miracle out of. No, 11:10, nothing. By this point, I see like one or two people kind of trickling in and are waiting for the panel. And one of them was actually a really cool lady who really wants to see Vernon because she was a Mad Max fan from the old movies. And uh, after like half an hour, yeah, half an hour, she's like, okay, I didn't pay to come in and sit. On its air and not do anything for this long. Yeah. I'm going to go downstairs and get a photo of the DeLorean. Because that DeLorean looked pretty cool. <laughs> so they left. And I'm still waiting around. Around like 11.45. I've been sitting there for about... What an hour and 15 minutes?
1: Something like that,
0: yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> not ready to get up and leave as well. Because like, okay, there's no way it's going to even happen anymore. And the entire time they're like, yeah, Vernon... They They tried blaming Vernon and saying... He didn't want to start until he had like a full audience, like more people in the convincing area to go see him. But in actuality, when I talked to him later on, he's like, yeah, I was just kind of waiting for them to tell me that they're ready.
1: Wow. <laughs> Talk about, you know, So responsibility for your problems.
0: I mean, <laughs> and it was, it was that same MC guy who was saying that. And he was actually kind of rude because he wanted me to move my camera stuff, which I kind of mentioned before. But he was very rude about it. He was saying, well, I need that area to walk in. And I'm looking at the aisle, and the aisle's actually pretty big for anyone to walk past the camera. Yeah, tripod. That,
1: that aisle was really wide. He yeah. could by easily. He's and, just being Steve. Yeah.
0: And then on top of that, like he never once, or any of the staff ever really went to the middle aisle. Because I ended up waiting for the Vernon Wells panel, because ah, that's packing up. They're like, hey, guys, Vernon Wells will be here at 12 o'clock instead, and he's going to have a half an hour panel instead of a full hour panel. And some people asked, what about the next panel? I said, oh, well, that'll start at 1230 and 130, and let's go down the list from there. I'm like, okay. I mean, we kind of wanted to see, like, a full panel, but I guess that works, too. I got to say, it was a really fun, like, the panels were really cool. Like, Vernon and uh, Pruitt from Here Is Reborn, mm-hmm. both really cool people.
1: Oh, yeah. I loved the uh, the Pruitt panel that I went to.
0: Yeah. Like, Pruitt, Taylor Vance is probably one of the coolest people ever because he actually wasn't, like, you know, trying to... What's the word I'm looking for here? He was actually trying to be a genuine human being, which I don't really find very often when I go to, like, the He's... bigger sci-fi cons.
1: Like down he, to earth. Yeah. I think he said something about being, you know, a local guy. He's from, like, Baton Rouge. Yeah. And, so, yeah. It was just a very chill panel.
0: And it was really great because I got to nerd out and talk about Heroes, which is probably one of my oh, favorite yeah. TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, overall, like, I know we've been rag- ragging on this con a lot for, like, the last 20 minutes or so, but... There is some good in this con. It introduced a lot of new people to the convention life.
1: Yeah, my little cousin got to go to a convention for the first time. and He's all excited about that.
0: Yeah. And I had a friend who um had gone. Had, this is her first convention ever. She went dressed as uh, Princess Mononoke. And she had never been to anything like this before. So oh, she con- loved it. <laughs> the constant, hey, I need, can I get a photo of you? Or hey, can I get a photo with you? Like that really made that really was cool for her. Like she loved that, <laughs> and that's really what conventions are all about. It's like having fun, experiencing something new, and for like all the new people who had never been to a con, that's what they got. Yeah. But for people like us who have been around for a while and seen many different cons of all magnitudes and sizes, all the way from like really small two hundred people cons, all the way to like thirty thousand people cons.
1: Yeah. It um. Was... It was just not good for veterans that, you know, knew what to expect for conventions.
0: Right. Like, they bo- they boasted 5,000 people, so I figured, okay, mid-sized con, no big deal. That's awesome.
1: It, there's a certain,
0: I-, I think there's a certain mindset you get when you think about the con. For example, mm-hmm. when you think of, let's say, Bayou Con, who has, I- I'm i guessing, because I don't know if it's the numbers from their convention, like 1,000 people, maybe. All the way to Acon, who's like well into thirty thousands right now. You have a certain notion of like, okay, a small con, you can expect like local people and just a fun, chill, relaxed con. Or with Acon, it's like, oh my god, must go everywhere, do everything all the time. Oh my god, because <laughs> there's always something to do, always something going on. So you kind of plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to mid-sized con, you can kind of expe- expect a lot of chilling mixed with a lot of cool things to do. And the numbers boasted on Louisiana Comic-Con led me to think, cool, I could chill with some friends, but while doing some really cool stuff. And while I met three really cool actors, uh, Vernon Wells, Pruitt, Taylor Vince, and the guy from Back to the Feet, sir, uh, Mayor Mayor Goldie, I don't remember his actual name. That's really bad of me, but whatever. (laughs) Um. I met all three of them. All really cool people. There wasn't a lot going on outside of that. Yeah. There was a dealer's room, which, Lexi can tell you, it was a hot ten, mess. Minutes, 10 minutes after I got to the dealer's room, I was bored of it. But I'm just normally bored by a dealer's room to begin with.
1: I'm a big dealer's room person, and I was very disappointed with it.
0: Yeah. But see, you like that kind of stuff, so for you... Exactly.
1: I know I know what to, you know, kind yeah. of expect and what good and not good things to see in there. And it was just not a good one. Yeah. It was too chaotic.
0: Whereas for me, I go for, like, the cosplay contest, the AMV contest, or, like, really cool panels with the actors and just, like, all the big staple things that you would expect at a con. Like, you go to those things. That's where I'd be. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot of that. And I'm not saying, like, you know, like, have an opening ceremony dinner with, like... Yeah, it's just it didn't have that much But, like, have something going on. Like, Like have some games, have something.
1: Yeah. Like, just small little panels in addition to the big panels. Just, you know, liven things up a bit. Give people things to do other than just stand or sit around. Because that's the grand majority of what I saw as we were walking around. Just people, you know, gathered in little circles just talking.
0: Yeah, and I mean you know that's normal as well for a convention where you see uh, well, yeah, a lot of the younger cool. kids sitting in on the floor in the hallway just talking. That's normal, but at the same time, it's not normal for that to be all they do.
1: Yeah, like that's all pretty much everyone did, other than for the cosplay contest.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, overall, I love the idea of having a new convention in Lafayette because. I gotta tell you, having MechaCon here from years one through five of their run, and then having like a year or two where there's no con in Lafayette and having Louisiana the Anime come in and then Louis the Anime left this year. Yeah, I was this kinda,
1: is our last year in Lafayette.
0: Yeah, I was kinda worried after Louis the Anime because 'cause there'd be nothing convincing wise left here. So I got really excited when I saw Louisiana Comic Con announce a Lafayette location.
1: Yeah. I think I think we need just, you know, a convention that's focused on just that one convention and yeah. covers all sorts of sides to nerd life. Mm-hmm. That'd probably be best.
0: I mean, I don't mind the way that they ran the conventions. They just need, like, more structure and organization exactly. and more events going on. There just needs to be more of it. And I think... I'm hoping more, room, actually, yeah. more
1: planned and more organization pretty much.
0: I'm hoping that the following year there that there'll be a lot more organization and structure and more things going on and more room. Please, please, please. Please, please
1: for the love of God more room.
0: Go to the Kids and Dome, please.
1: Yeah. Organize <laughs> that contest for the love of God. Make sure the judges are there the whole time. Just and have them, you know, actually have a stage presence part of the judging. Not just have them running across the stage. Because that's that's kind of irresponsible, quite frankly. Yeah. Cause Someone... I was seriously waiting for someone to get hurt.
0: Yeah, I was too, but not for the morbid reason. I was more, like, worried it would happen. I
1: don't know. I, I, I didn't want it to happen.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I know.
1: <laughs> it's just... <laughs> There was, it was just so chaotic that I was kind of worried for a little bit there. But no, I was, sorry, going back to the contest, I was looking, I was watching the video and showing my husband the next day because, you know, it was so short because, you know, everyone was just running across. It ended up being only, what, 25 minutes. And so you were able to upload it like that night. Yeah,
0: that never happened.
1: Yeah, that never happens. Usually they're like two, three, maybe four hours long. And yeah, I'm watching this. After five minutes, my husband's like hiding under the blankets. Like, no, I don't want to see anymore. (laughs) He's like, this is bad. I don't want to see it. I'm like, okay.
0: And I mean, even the people that were in the contest, like participants, a lot of them, when I talked to them later, like, yeah, I wish I could have had more time on stage to like sew off my costume and, you know, let let the world see what I did cuz honestly there are some really good cosplayers out there like
1: oh yeah oh another thing I want to talk about sorry so... in terms of contest now that we're back on that <laughs> um none of the people that won walked across stage and ev- almost every single one of them was showing off a lot of skin now I'm not against that however it was very obvious way of, you know, the way the judges were judging. And I saw cosplayers that had, you know, much better costumes with much more detail that lost to the ones that were showing a lot of skin and that were sexy.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not going to comment too much on the adult contest because... I don't know, I I don't remember per se if they all did or did not walk across the stage. But I will say for the children's contest, I was a little disappointed in the uh, awarding procedure. And like the, on Facebook, there's a lot of people complaining after the fact about how that contest was run where they had like little kids.
1: In store-bought costumes. Yeah. Yeah, that was bugging me too. I mean, yeah, it's cute. It's a really cute costume, but you don't choose store-bought costumes as your winners. That's I mean, not the cosplay contest.
0: To be fair, the only store-bought costume... I mean, I did some research after on the event page. That Hulk the, one was store-bought. The Hulk one was store-bought, definitely. Okay. Third place, I think. Um, the Princess Leia, her mom actually posted a lot of her stuff, like the progress photos afterwards, because people kept demanding. That was a store-bought Leia, I'm like... Why are y'all making sets of huge a lot of this? Like the kids had fun, but it was uh, it was Padme. Was it Padme? Yeah. Okay. I I, I just remembered. Insert Star Wars female name
1: here. Frizwan. How dare you? I mean, I, you can't tell the difference between Leia and Padme.
0: One had buns. One didn't have buns. I don't remember exactly. if she had buns or not.
1: The little girl didn't have buns, and she had a gun. It was from the second... The second (laughs) of the prequels. prequels? Okay, yes.
0: Yeah, um... I thought her costume was really well done, given it was homemade and everything.
1: I loved her costume.
0: Yeah. And the little Harlequin, she had some really good stage presence, I gotta tell you.
1: Oh, she was adorable!
0: So, I guess what I'm trying to say here is, when it's a little kid's costume contest... There shouldn't be um, actual winners and losers of it because they're too young to really make their own costume. They're too young to really understand the gravity of, hey, they're competing. They're just going on there to have fun and sew off. Like, I promise you, most of these kids' parents just made the costume for them to go have fun. And all the kids want to do is be like, hey, look, I'm Darth Vader. Hey, look, I'm the
1: Hulk. I'm sure at least some of them might have wanted to, because like they might have seen heroes of cosplay and wanted to do that. Yeah. So you can't really you can't really say that.
0: Well, okay, maybe for the kids that are older than five, I could I could see that argument.
1: But... No. Not necessarily, Rosewan. If mm. you watch if you're a little kid and you watch shows, you're much smarter. Generally, little kids are much smarter than most adults give them credit for. That might be true. You haven't been around little kids that much.
0: No, I, I haven't.
1: Have. <laughs> they're much smarter than you giving them credit for. If they've watched Heroes of Cosplay with their parents, they probably saw the whole thing and they're like, I want to do that. And so the parents were like, okay, here's a convention in our town. Let's try it. Yeah. So. Like uh, that little, the little Elsa from Frozen Forever. Mm-hmm. She was so excited to be Elsa and posing. Like, I saw her outside of the contest, and her I think her mom made their costume. Like, mm-hmm. she was so excited. And she tried doing the whole thing on top, like, on stage, and yeah, she was one of the kids that the lights went out on.
0: Poor kid. Actually, I remember uh, that. Yeah. yeah, because the lights went out, like, two, three times, I think. Yep. Honestly, I thought the lights going out was part of the sale. I thought they were going to do something.
1: Yeah, and yet me at first, I thought it was one of the uh, cotton candy people trying to get everyone in the gaming room's attentions because I had to go outside and answer a phone call. And I came back, and one of the cotton candy ladies went into the gaming room. She's like, anyone wanting cotton candy? And then suddenly the lights went out in there. And she's like, hi, does anyone want cotton candy? And me and some of the others that were in the hallway were like, did she just turn off the lights on them? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> people are not going to be happy. But, yeah, they, she didn't turn off the lights. It was, a, like, some events manager or something who had, had no business turning off the lights, apparently.
0: I thought it was somebody that was against a wall in the cosplay contest room and who accidentally
1: hit no, the lights. No. Um, you know that area that normal people aren't allowed in? Yeah. That's where the lights were, because it turned off the lights in multiple rooms. Oh.
0: And
1: yeah. For some reason, she was fiddling with the lights. And gotcha. Yeah. Like, her own co-workers didn't even understand why she was messing with the lights. So.
0: <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. um, Overall, losing a Comic-Con has some good stuff going for it and has some... Things you need to work on.
1: I mean, it has the potential to be a really good convention. Don't oh, get me yeah, wrong. yeah, definitely.
0: Like they brought in some really big name actors. They brought in Son Gun from uh, Gal- Gardens of the Galaxy. They had Vernon Wells. They had uh, actress from American Horror Story.
1: Yeah.
0: Todd Haberkorn like, was there. Had I mean, money.
1: there were several people that I would have gotten, you know, pictures and autographs of, but I didn't have enough to do that.
0: Yeah, they they cost a lot of money yeah (laughs) I easily went through like a hundred dollars that weekend on just autographs at the guest
1: yeah I'm sure
0: yeah but in the end it was kind of worth it
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love getting autographs from my favorite actors I've slowly got a collection
0: yeah me too
1: thanks to you for the most part (laughs) eh 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 you know you know because
0: you're awesome and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it, that's probably <laughs> one of my favorite parts of Convince It's like going for the autographs now because I'm, as of like a year ago, I turned into like an autograph uh, fiend. I go collecting autographs off of eBay or in person or something. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. Like having like these big name actors there to get the opportunity to meet them, shake your hand, get a photo with them and all that good stuff. Like that's really the part that I love about these Convince that are coming out now. Okay.
1: Like, it made my day whenever with uh, Taylor Vance, whenever, you know, I couldn't afford to get an autograph or a picture with him. I'm just like, can I at least have a hug? He's like, oh, yeah, hugs are free. And just gave me a big old bear hug. That made my day. I was oh, so yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. He was on cloud nine after. <laughs> but, yeah. um, That was a great convincing uh, for, like, you know, meeting people. And my favorite part for me was. Sitting outside next to the little ice cream uh, stand, just taking photos of people walking by, cause it was really fun, just like crowd watching. Cause a lot of people coming in are classmates of mine from classes at the local university, so seeing people have class with like, hey, what are you doing here? And they're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, I kind of worked to convince them as a press person. Like, oh really? Well, i was here for like my first time. I don't, I've never been here before. So, like, having an interact and seeing, like, so many new people come in at something I love mm-hmm. was really cool. So.
1: Agreed. Definitely agreed.
0: But, yeah, um, do you got anything else? Because I think we're pretty much done with.
1: I think we pretty much covered it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, we're Animated Declassified. You can find us on YouTube, iTunes, um, as always, like, subscribe, tweet, email, Pinterest, whatever. Whatever's the new social media fad, do that thing. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, you laugh at me. Last time I said, post a flyer on, the, uh, on your most pay- um, post office and everything like that. So, I go nuts to this thing. But, yeah, have a good day, guys. Bye.